Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan and this is Storytelling Secrets. How do you change your emails language so you match the current crazy environment? Well, that is what's going to be happening on today's show with my guest, John McIntyre. Now, John is dubbed the autoresponder guy and he has his own podcast too. Fortunately, he has stopped publishing, but he's got over 200 episodes strong and John um, has happily come on out of retirement, so to speak, um, and um, he has been blessed to have interviewed some of the many copywriting greats, including John Carlton, uh, David Deutsch, uh, who else we've got, Kevin Rogers, we've got a whole bunch of really heavy hitters he's got on his own podcast, and he's come on to really share some insights in how you actually get the most out of email marketing, but we actually went deep into how do you make the most out of adjusting or slightly pivoting your business model um, and what's the language you use um, inside of those emails to respond to this crazy situation. Um, Because when I had this conversation with John, um, it was really starting to warm, uh, like heat up. Um, Yeah, it was getting really crazy and um, so I thought it'd be really relevant to bring up some of these questions on top of everything else, but a little bit about John. So, he started as a uh, a humble copywriter, email copywriter, you know, charging $200 for 10 emails and 500, then 1,000, then 5,000 and 10,000. Now, he has actually got his own uh, agency where he helps um, e-commerce empires in a sense who've got $2 million to $100 million in revenue and help them create stellar email marketing campaigns and I'm very blessed for him to be um, on the show this week um, dropping some nuggets not just about uh, email autoresponders but also about how can you really make advantage of this situation and um, really prosper because I know a lot of you guys are doing really tough out there Um, and uh, if you listen to my last episode I've got a crazy story and a half to share for next week Uh, I touched on it last week but the show's not about me the show's all about John this week, and I'm super pumped you have him on the show this week. So please welcome my guest, John McIntyre. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytelling Secrets. I'm here with the autoresponder guy, John McIntyre, and um, it's it's super super exciting to have him on the show. Um, I've been listening to his podcast for a while, and um, he's going to be talking to us all about email. But John, can you tell me? A little bit about your your backstory and uh, how you got to where you are right now as the autoresponder guy. Yeah, so well, I mean, grew up in Sydney, uh, moved to the Philippines in 2011 to do some marketing for a, a couple of beach resorts there. And while I was there, 
got into copywriting and um you know that's a whole long story in and of itself i basically felt drawn to it i, I like persuasion and psychology and marketing and that kind of stuff so ended up getting into um into that in the philippines and then it just sort of grew from there i moved to thailand after that uh, it was in chiang mai and um yeah, I mean, it started off, I was doing $200 and then I you know, bumped it to 500. This is for packets of packages of emails, right? And 500, a thousand, and then uh, launched a podcast, launched a course, um, and did podcasts all over the place. Podcasting was the way I kind of, um, I built my business. So there's a million different ways to, to, to make it in this whole, in, in the world, really. Um, I use podcasts a lot. So I've done a lot of these uh, and that was, uh, both my own podcast and also podcast with other people, but yeah, basically just just bit by bit grew it from there. So started started writing copy and then realized that um, basically realized that I needed a unique selling proposition. I needed something. I needed to bring. I didn't just want to be another copywriter. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I came in with well, I'm going to just do emails. I'm going to be the email guy, and then I gave myself a name, the autoresponder guy. We can go into that a bit more in detail if you like, but um, yeah, and then just sort of built around that with a podcast, and a course, and a blog, and just sort of I've been all over the place. I've spoken at Traffic and Conversion Summit and some of the other conferences that are out there, and it's really just built and grown from from there over the last what eight years now. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, that podcast has been out for a while, and um, one of the things I really like about it is that you get some really good guests on the show who um, actually know what they're talking about. Um, so it's really impressive to see your journey, how it's come across. And, um, some of my listeners, you know, like they're, they're probably starting out with how to actually use stories in the marketing and the copywriting. Um, can you take me back sort of like your process of when you were really sucky at telling stories inside <laughs> of your autoresponders and how you actually got better at telling stories that actually sold products? Um, I mean, the way the way that I got good at copywriting, I, I, you know, the primary thing that I did was uh, copy out, which was now a course, but originally it was just a mastermind I was in with Derek. This is the guy that started it. We had a mastermind together. We all, three or four of us, we wanted to learn how to write copy. So we found this exercise from Gary Halbert, which is um, where you basically just write out, you find a famous ad or sales page or webinar or whatever it is that you're trying to learn. Then you get a pen and paper and you just write it out by hand. And the act of doing this somehow trains your brain to to just understand how copy works what good copy looks like uh, and in that process or part of that process is understanding stories um learning how to you know hook someone's you know attention in the beginning and then um, have like a before and after journey um and just sort of yeah, lead them like that. So that was kind of one big thing was, was yeah, really copying out a lot of sales pages, a lot of emails, which of course include a lot of stories. Another thing was just honestly just writing a lot, writing a lot of my own stuff, uh, my own emails. I've, I've written hundreds, probably thousands, to be honest, of emails at this point. I've had probably hundreds of clients. Um, and so a big part of it's practice as well. So it's, you know, studying other good, you know, my, my thing is specifically copywriting. I don't know if I'd get very good at telling a, like a fiction book or something, but if it's a story to, to sell something, that's different. Uh, so that was me, copy out, writing out ads by hand, and then also just lots and lots of practice. Yeah. So li- copying the greats like Gary Halbert, going by hand, doing the hour, um, even just observing what is a good story. Um, but something I think is kind of relevant right now, John, um, 
you know, with, with the virus going around, I heard a really good uh, snippet from Russell Brunson and he, he mentioned that your language should change from aspirational to um, like a conservation sort of strategy. Um, what would you do to change sort of the language up in, in your emails or in your stories if you were having to take on a new client? I mean, I'd be looking at, you know, the topic on everyone's mind right now is this whole coronavirus thing, right? Which is, it's a lot, you know, because everything, everything with copywriting always starts about understanding who you're trying to write to, you know? So mm -hmm. before you write a word of anything, it's better to, who the hell are you talking to? What, what's their problem? What, what words do they use to describe it? So that's what I would do is I would think, all right, so we've got the coronavirus. All right, what, it's a lot of, there's a lot of fear, right? A lot of people wondering about what's going to happen yeah. to the economy. What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to my money? What's, you can happen to my family. Like what if someone gets sick? So there's a lot of this, um, this fear uh, in the world right now. And so it's, it's just playing to that. So, you know, saying someone, Oh, you're going to get rich or like, I, I guess you could say this aspirational stuff. Um, it's probably not going to fly as well just because that's not where people are at. People are, people are, you know, they're, they're in a lot more fear now. So they're going to be a lot more conservative, like you said. So you get this aspiration versus conservation. Um, that's a good way to put it, but it just goes back to, yeah, what, what, what's the average person? How are they feeling? How are they thinking right now? And they're pretty, pretty scared. So, um, it's, it's writing to that. So how would I do it? Um, you know, one way if, if I was, um, you know, when I talk to clients, when I'm talking to clients now, like one of the things I'll be doing is talking about how a lot of, a lot of marketing channels and, and, and different ways we, we all use to get clients and, and get sales are going to dry up. But one of the most reliable, uh, consistent ways to generate income for any business out there is the list that they have right now, which is their database. You know, it's the emails that they have. It's all the customers that they've sold, all their prospects. Like that is, is going to be, people always say like, right, the money is in the list. And never has that been more true than today, right? Mm -hmm. With this whole thing with the coronavirus. And so let's say you've got a list then it's a case of, well, how do you, if, you know, if it really it matters more now than ever before, because a lot of the other channels aren't going to work and people are going to be much more resistant. You're going to have to be really careful with what you say. Um, you really want to do it right. So you don't just want to get any copywriter. You don't even want to get any email copywriter. You know, you want to get someone who really knows what they're doing yep. um, to make the most of the list to make the most of this asset that you have. Cause it's going to be one of the only things that works at this point in time. Yep. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good advice. Like you said, like your email list is the thing you can control and everything else is very uncertain in these times right now. Um, while we're on it, because I know you serve a lot of e-commerce companies, um, what would sort of be, how would your offer change in, in this sort of weird landscape? Because, um, you know, some people might be more reluctant to spend money and I, I know you talk a lot about in your podcast it's it's not always about giving a discount it's all like building a relationship with that list um but yeah just curiously like what's your strategy going moving forward um i think that that like a lot of the way you know a lot of the way i sell is is very consult consultative 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 mm -hmm. whatever the word is right so so i you know i'll talk to people and, and fill them out and get you know like on the phone, I'm going to, you know, find out what are they concerned about? Like, you know, what size is their business? What's going on with the sales? Like, and then I can get a feel for, you know, are they, are they going to be ready? Do they want to spend money? Uh, do they want to be aggressive or are they going to be more playing it safe? 
and then based on that, creating some kind of package or offer that works for them. So I don't have a standard package that I offer everyone at the moment. It does vary by client. Don't have a Corona package just yet. I speak to. I don't have a Corona package just yet, but yeah. Um, but I would still be trying to play, you know, play into that. So I might, you know, I might take a, a lower upfront because they, you know, everyone's going to, not everyone, but I think a lot of people are going to be trying to spend less money. Mm. Um, you know, may, I might take a lower upfront free and then take a higher performance percentage. I would never do a hundred percent performance just because, uh, you know, there's, there's no skin in the game for the other person. Uh, you want to get some, you want to get money from them upfront all the, like every single time and then get a, well, I would say get a performance thing on the back. Um, so yeah, so right now I'd be probably skewing towards taking a lower upfront fee in exchange and, and then just take a performance royalty. Uh, and then that, you know, that way there's, there's much less risk for the person coming on. I think those deals are going to be pretty popular. Um, but yeah, a big part of this is going to be, you know, at least the way I do it, um, is, is it's going to be talking to people and, you know, what do they want? What do they need? How can, how can, you know, I create something that, that's going to give them exactly what they want. And it's also going to give me what I want as well. Yeah, mate. Uh, if everyone is listening to this, that's a writer downer. What um, John just said, um, being able to you know change change the way you have your offer so that it's less risk upfront, but then you know less of that on that return as well, so that it, the people who are actually buying can feel safe because that's the feeling they're trying to sell, and they're feeling safe, and it's not this aspirational feeling. So I um, really, really love that stuff. Um, I do want to change. Okay. Let's, let's not talk about the virus. Everyone's talking about it. Um, I do want to sort of touch on say like your past, your past wins, your past experiences. I I do want to touch on your expertise in say like, what are those winning elements that you've seen inside of it? Like your classic 10 part autoresponder series. What makes that successful campaign? Um, I think it's, I mean, so cause it really does depend on who you're working with. And this is the answer I, 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 I've given so many times and everyone's looking for like the one size fits all answer. Sure. Uh, a 10 email autoresponder is, is a great starting point for a lot of businesses just as a way to sort of warm people up and welcome them into the fold when they first visit the, you know, your website. Because most, the fact is most people aren't going to, you know, who visit your website, they're not going to be ready to buy straight away, especially right now in this whole current climate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so why does it work? I mean, I, I think that's really, that's really in a nutshell is people, most people who, who come in contact with the business aren't ready to, to purchase straight away. But yeah. And, and especially right now, people are afraid, people are scared, people um, are understandably nervous. So the people are going to be a lot more careful about who they work with. So there's another reason why email is just such a great thing right now is because it's, it's even more valuable because there's a chance for you to demonstrate that you know what you're talking about, um, the, the value that you have to provide the expertise uh, and so on. And then using that to, to, it just positions you as you become much more than just a commodity. You become a, you know, a storyteller uh, and you can create a kind of uh, m- mythology or mystique around the brand and, and your company. Yeah, totally. That the mystique, that magic that you, uh, you can be able to lead them through this sort of weird times. And um, it doesn't really come down to like a magic response. Like you just said, it comes down to, uh, giving the illusion that you've got the, the you've got the goods and they would be curious along the way. Um, cool. So what's some of your biggest mistakes that you're also seeing at the moment with uh, people using stories and email Story is such a buzzword, especially probably since like 2018. Um, it's, it's really taken off 
Um, and there are some crummy, really crappy stories out there. So um, yeah, I'd love to hear uh, some of those big mistakes that you're seeing and maybe how you might fix them. Right. Well, the best, it just comes back to fundamentals, right? It's really not sexy, but the, the best story, the best copy, the best marketing, it just, it just speaks to people's needs and wants and problems and fears and emotions, all that kind of stuff. Right. So storytelling is not some magic hack where you can be a great storyteller and you can just sell anything to anyone. It, it still comes back to the same fundamentals of what do people want? I use, I mean, even you can even go higher up. It's not even just about presenting your offer in a way that people want it, but, but also understanding like, are you actually solving a real problem here? Um, you can take a, a, you know, you can take a product which doesn't really solve a problem and, and, and put good marketing behind it. It still won't work that well. Whereas you take a really great product that solves a really painful problem in a unique or new way. And the marketing doesn't even have to be very good and it will still sell. So that's, you know, that's the sort of the business fundamental is, is actually adding real value before you even begin to do any marketing. But let's say you've got a valuable product, then it's about um, talking about it and describing it and telling stories that actually not just things that entertain, but that somehow um, position you and your product as the solution. So I mean, what have I seen? So, I mean, sometimes one thing that, that, that I see a lot, cause I've, I've hired people, identified people like to work with me work with my clients and one thing i see a lot of is is flow a broken flow which is a hard thing to describe but people will uh, jump around so they're like telling they're telling this like one story or this one sort of um i'd have to find i think an example but um they're like telling one story and then halfway through they kind of go off on a tangent and they never come back well, they, it's almost like they jump a few paragraphs, but they don't have the few paragraphs in there. Right. And it's, yeah. to me, that's a flow thing. And that makes, you know, when people are reading that, they're going to be like, oh, like if they're going to stop and it's going to be kind of jarring. So that's a really common thing that I see. Yeah. Um, that's a bit sort of nebulous or hard to put your finger on or describe exactly what that means. But um, that's, that's what I call it is flow. When someone needs yeah. to read through it, it needs to be extremely slippery. So they just go from top to bottom with no effort at all. They don't have yeah. to stop and figure out what the hell what just happened wait what does that make sense <laughs> yeah um, and that's another one <laughs> yeah totally that's um a- <laughs> oh sorry what were we gonna say yeah, yeah so i was just i was just saying that um that that would lead to the next problem which is being uh, being confusing maybe not even intentionally but just saying stuff that doesn't make sense and this is just a standard copywriting thing and then someone has to try and figure out what the hell are you actually saying and you know, it just kills your sales when you do that yeah, yeah, totally. Um, these are really good points. Like the first bit you said, um, you didn't say this directly, but you cannot put whipped cream on garbage products. Um, just won't work. It won't sell. Um, but in relation to the story, um, the rhythm, holy crap, that really counts. And um, it, it, we've all seen that, that, that movie that, you know, it's very hard to follow and it's extremely difficult to know what's the main problem of the, the protagonist. And um, I guess the same with your stories as well. And so a, a quick, I, I found that maybe you've probably found the same, John, that um, just reading out your copy after you've read it, almost always you just, you just think like that didn't make sense or that flow isn't, is terrible. And uh, that's a really good way to edit those poor mistakes. Yeah, that's that's one of the easiest tips. I give when people aren't copywriters and they're just getting into it. It's it's one of the best, easiest things they can do. It's just read your copy out loud. Uh, there's another great app actually is uh, Hemingway app. I don't know if you've heard of that, but you can no. plug your writing into that, and then get your uh, yeah Hemingway 
HemingwayApp.com, I think it is. Uh, you plug your email or your story into that and then get it down to a fourth grade level. And it'll, it gives you basically a list of recommendations. So this sentence is too, these sentences are too long. These words are too complicated. Make them shorter. Um, really, really good thing. If you do the reading out loud and then you do Hemingway, um, and you do that for everything, like even just doing those things will like, you'll, you'll get better a lot quick, uh, a lot quicker because you'll be it's like, kind of like a deliberate practice, like you know, constant yeah. feedback. Um, so, yeah, that's really good. It's exactly what you was, what you say in, um, the McIntyre method, deliberate method, um, not just reading copy, actually doing it as well. And, um, that's a great little tool for my audience. So thank you for that. I'm going to use that myself now. Hemingway app. That's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last, last question. Um, it's been a really good chat with you, John. Um, big picture, like 30,000 foot view. So I'm going to imagine that the mindset from when you were first selling emails, you know, 500 a pop, then a thousand and 2000. And then um, now you're working with companies who do 2 million to hundred million dollars revenue, I believe, um, whether it's consulting or what, what you're doing right now. Um, but yeah, what, what's that shift look like? What, what has been that shift um, been, I guess? The biggest shift, I think, that's allowed me to, you know, find, you know, get bigger clients and charge more. It's just understanding that, like, what you get paid is, is pretty much dependent on the value you create. So if you work with small companies, you can only create a certain amount of value, um, you know, like for a company, it depends on the company, right? An e-commerce company might be able to generate say 10 let's say 10 percent on the low side with their email um with their email marketing strategy so if you're working with a hundred thousand dollar company they might be able to generate 10 grand a year extra with if, if they had a good email marketing strategy in place maybe 30 to be honest on the higher end or 40 but that's 40 grand right then you take 40 percent 50 percent of the margin out of that you only got 15 grand left and they're going to pay you so what they're not going to pay you 15 grand for that because they need some profit for themselves maybe they pay you one grand or two grants you know like your your what you get paid is heavily dependent upon um there's a max that you can charge that client so if you want to charge more if you want to charge 10 times as much instead of a grand charge 10 grand well you need to be making someone 100 grand so when they pay you 10 it doesn't even seem like a big deal but for you to make someone 100 grand like in profit, you know, if they're mar- if it's an e-commerce company, the margin, let's say it's 40%, percent hundred grand means what's that? If that's, um, if that's like 60, you know, you're going to need to generate $200,000 with your email marketing system. If $200,000 is say 10% of the revenue, that means you need to be a two and a half million dollar company. So that's really the mindset shift is that you get paid based on the value you can provide and you can only provide so much value to a small company. Like you could be the best damn email copywriter in the world, but you're not going to be able to, to do that much for them just because the upside is not that hard. Whereas when you go to two or a five or a $10 million company, you, you can, if you add like, look, if you have a $10 million company and you add 10%, you improve their email marketing strategy, just add 10% on there. You're looking at a um, million dollars in extra sale. What's that worth? You know, what's it worth? Then they're not going to pay you a hundred. Well, some of them might pay you a hundred grand or 150 grand, but they'll, they might pay you 10. I mean, I've been paid 10 or 15 or 20. So that's really the mindset shift is you get paid based on the value you provide. And if you want to provide more value, you have to find bigger clients. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all definitely relative to um, it's like the fundamentals are the same or what you're actually doing for, but it's those bigger fish that you need to look for because you can actually show like a proven ROI. Um, in your journey though, like I imagine that you would have had to build up the confidence or did you just one day realize that what am I doing? I should just be going to some bigger fish right now. 
for me, it was I had a I had a coach who kind of who pushed me to work with bigger clients. Took there was some big mindset things where I didn't you know the first time I did it, I was surprised someone would even pay me two hundred dollars for a few emails. You know, it was that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So to go from that to charging say twenty thousand with uh, a commission on the back end as well, which almost doubled that, it, it's it it's kind of blows your mind a bit. Um, so. But, you know, this is what you know, someone just told me is like, you, what you do is far more valuable than you think, especially when you're just getting into this stuff. It's, it's what we do as marketers is, is a lot more valuable uh, than we tend to think it is, uh, especially for a company that doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, and so it's, it's learning to, and that's the mindset shift really, it's learning to really value what you do. Um, you know, it, but, it, it, but it does, for me, I think what really helps is I'm just understanding the logic of it. It's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a factual thing. Like you work with them hundred thousand dollar company or a ten million dollar company you do the same thing for them and you let's say that you increase both of them by ten percent you know you know with the first one you're only making them ten grand the second one you're making them a million dollars and that's just a lot you're like this you can't even argue with that yeah. um so and then the other thing i think too is understanding that a lot of times these bigger companies they're not they're not like you know, if you had a hundred thousand dollar company and then a ten million dollar company, like their email marketing strategy, they're a hundred. You know, one's you know the ten million dollar company is a hundred times bigger than the hundred thousand dollar, but it's not a hundred times more complicated. It might be a little bit more complicated to do the emails, but not that much more complicated. You know, I've worked with um, I worked with a client um, in the last year who, you know, they're a five, seven maybe seven million dollars I think from memory, and um, their their strategy was pretty pretty much pretty similar to what I do for like what I would do for a client that was say $200,000 or 300. Like the primary thing I did for them was, uh, you know, a nurture a series of nurture series, like a welcome campaign. When someone signs up to the website, that was the, that was the 80, 20 that yep. was going to get them the biggest results. So that's what we did. They paid a great fee for it. And, you know, so it wasn't that much, it wasn't really any more complicated than what I've done before. So that's, that's the thing too, is understanding that, that there's nothing to be intimidated about. And a lot of the times what we do is, as, uh, as storytellers or marketers or e- email copywriters, um, we think it's really simple. You sit down, you spend 15, 20 minutes writing an email, but to other people, that's, it's mind blowing that you can do that. So I'm kind of rambling here and I'm just sort of throwing out there anything that pops into my head on this topic. It's good. It's good. I like it because um, it's the whole point of, you know, like people feeling qualified, people feeling like, are they an expert? Um, but sometimes, like you say, you just need to step back and realize that you are good at what you do. And, you know, it is somewhat mystique and magical in those people's eyes. And you can actually bring a lot of value to their business. Um, just takes that bit of confidence to actually approach it and do it. Um, John, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. Uh, I, I would love if you could uh, give my audience a bit of a message, like where they can find you. Um, if any other little plug you'd like to add in there, I'm more than happy for you to do that. Yeah, dude. Well, well I mean, thanks for having me. First of all, uh, it's been great. Uh, it's been a while since I did a podcast. So it's good to get on and, uh, and just talk about this stuff again. So yes. thank you. Uh, as for where people can find me, uh, just go to the mcmethod.com. So it's T H E M C method.com. Uh, and yeah, go there. You can find you can find everything. I've got a webinar. I've got uh, if you'd like to hire me, there's um, you know a page where you can learn about what that looks like, and there's a masterclass or a course that I, I sell as well, which you've you've been doing. So, uh, but that's the place to go. The mcmethod.com, and you can find everything there. Yeah, 
Thank you, John. And uh, I can really vouch for his, uh, his product, McIntyre Method. If you're really interested in what we're talking about today, then uh, highly recommended. Thanks a lot for coming on, John.